0: Tom Zappala and John Mallory.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And welcome indeed to the Great American Collectibles Show. But, you know, you heard two names in that opening. There's only one here for this moment, anyway. Tom Zappala has escaped the snow. And as I'm looking out my window right here, there is snow here in New England. And Zap just got out of town the day before it hit. You know, that snow bunny or whatever the heck you want to call him is gone. So, I am manning the ship. In just a moment, I'm going to be joined by my co-host for today. That is Derek Grady from Heritage Auctions. But first, as our wonderful intro said, here is your headline. Brought to you by our friends at Sport Collectors Daily. Get the hobby news 24-7 at sportscollectorsdaily.com. And our news for today, we'll have more when we bring Derek in as well. PSA graded more than 770,000 cards in December, up 6% from November, according to Gem That's an average of over 25,000 cards per day. On three days last month, the company's team worked through over 40,000 cards. Modern cards are still dominating the list what PSA is processing, while gaming cards are still the most popular submission. The company graded over 229,000 basketball, over 147,000 baseball, and over 114,000 football cards in December mostly from products issued over the last couple of years. Cards of Michael Jordan, LeBron James, John Morant, Zion Williamson, and Luis Robert continue to dominate the list of most submitted players with 2019-20 Prism, Mosaic, and Chronicles Basketball, 2020 Mosaic Football, and 2020 Tops Baseball leading the list of the specific sets that were seen most often by graders. So that's good news with PSA starting to grade cards. Uh, And of course, get all. Of your hobby news, as we said, 24 7 at sportscollectorsdaily.com. I'm going to bring in my co-host for the week now, our friend Derek Grady. Derek, hey John. So great to have you here. I want to remind everyone we are not today, we're remote today, but we do broadcast from the studio 21 Podcast Cafe, part of the United Podcast Network. You can watch the show, Great American Collectible Show, on the PSA Facebook page or the Great American Collectibles Show Facebook page, iHeartRadio, Alexa, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and in Boston and on the on the web also at 980 WCAP Radio. Like us and subscribe on YouTube and please share. That is the begging for this part of the show. Cool. A people to listen to us. We're everywhere. Just search. I hear Zap say all the places we are. Derek, just search Great American Collectibles Show. Just search, show. yeah. you find what's going on, my man. Thanks for being with us today.
2: Hey, no problem. You know, I braved a few inches of snow to (laughs) to get in here to New Jersey and uh, be able to get here on time. So I didn't have to
1: phone in from the car or off the side of the road. You are down in Jersey. What are you getting from? By the way, we're taping this on the Friday, the 7th. The show is airing following Wednesday, so there may not be snow when you're listening to us. We're getting our first real snowfall of the season. What do you guys have down there, Derek? You know, three to six, but I've got an SUV. I don't even think about it. I'm from Western
2: Pennsylvania. I'm used to the snow, you know. So it's you know what. In in a strange way, I prefer it. There's less cars on the road. That's right. (laughs) Everybody, you know, all the weenies stay home. Derek goes to work. It's good. So the really the big really
1: big weenies, Florida.
2: Oh, that? Yeah, he's you know total baby. You know who knows what he's doing right now. (laughs) You know, Alan's roasting marshmallows, warm on the fire, and rubbing his feet.
1: He's going to be he'll be texting sure that he's, you know, drinking a martini and lighting up a cigar on the deck and all that. Oh, stuff. Absolutely.
2: So,
1: yeah, that's yeah, what he so does. Throughout the show, we need to just make fun of him. I know you're good at that. You do that pretty much Uh,
2: that's one of my favorite pastimes that's a new year's resolution to continue that yeah
1: so listen as a little bit of an addendum we're going to throw it around a little bit today throw out some sports topics obviously we're going to talk about collectibles mike provenzal uh from heritage is scheduled to join us in our second set when we talk about what you have going on at heritage so much happening you have a couple of big auctions coming up for january Mm -hmm. and february um so we'll definitely get to that but kind of an extension of the news uh here derek is this this past week I'm just going to read a little blurb here. Global sports retailer, merchandiser, and now sports card and memorabilia giant Fanatics has acquired Topps Trading Cards. The company announced this past Tuesday. The deal includes Topps Collectibles arm, both physical and digital. The value of the deal is in the $500 million range. Uh, this is from ESPN and confirmed by multiple reports. So let's talk about that a little bit as someone who's been in the business a long time. Uh, we've heard talk about this before. What does this mean for T.O.P.S.? What does this mean for the industry and one of the biggest names in the industry?
2: Well, I mean, in your, in your think,
1: opinion,
2: yeah, I mean, so we were all saddened to see T.O.P.S. lose their, their baseball license and, and their sport, you know, their licenses to produce cards. I mean, that's the name everybody knows in the business. It's the iconic brand. Right. Right. So even anybody, my mom, you know, they heard if you can name one baseball card manufacturer, it's going to be T.O.P.S. Right.
1: Sure. And and some people the, would the say, epitome I'll, of the word household name. It's a household yes. name.
2: Yeah. So when they lost their license, it was like, oh boy, there goes the tops brand. You know, Ruben was why you know, obviously a brilliant businessman in 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 sports. What he's done with fanatics and their growth, obviously, and he realized he he bought tops. So now you're bringing back the tops Chrome. And, you know, all the Bowman Chrome and, and some of the great Topps brands, and he can start producing those cards because Top still has their license for a few more years. So now, yeah. Fanatics doesn't have to wait. They bought Tops. okay? And now they can start producing those iconic brands and come out swinging right off the bat. And and I'm sure with, you know, their apparel and in stadiums and their digital and their, you know, just they're everywhere you know i just feel like they're going to take this to another level collecting yeah. in the you know 2022 and beyond and who knows what they have up their sleeve but this guy knows what he's doing i think he's going to you know i don't know who he's retaining at, at tops but he yeah. has some new guys on his staff and they're they're going to do a great job and i'm just glad that the brand so the tops brand is saved you know and I and I'm sure they'll bring back some of those iconic brands would be my prediction. So we might not see a big now that they bought Tops we might not see a huge difference in in what people would have expected.
1: Yeah, and from this report it said all of the approximately 350 global top sports and entertainment employees will shift over and seamlessly integrate into Fanatics trading cards. Wow. Big so, note here. Is yeah. this deal that happened over the last you know ten days or so? Yeah, the deal means Fanatics Trading Cards, MLB, and MLB BPa rights to design, manufacture, and distribute trading cards, which was originally slated to start in twenty twenty six. Yeah, it's going to begin immediately. Correct. So that kind that of was the key here, bit, right?
2: Yeah. yeah, and and that's what I thought was going to happen once he got Here is the thing, too. Keep in mind, Topps was ready to issue uh, an IPO, and their their market price, I think, it was a billion dollars. He just bought the licenses and then bought the company for 500 million. Right. Just yeah. saved 50 cents yeah. on the dollar and yeah. got the company anyway. I mean, brilliant yeah. move. If you think this is it for them, it's not going to be. I don't know what else has up their sleeves, yeah. but I mean, y- they are aggressive. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Well, what's you think next. about
1: And this is a global thing because Topps also has the rights to Formula One, UEFA, Major League Soccer. I mean, a lot of European soccer and stuff. So that this is really, this is a global deal. It has long-term rights with the NBA and NFL Players Association as well. I kind of, I think there are purists that are afraid of this. You know, as you said, Topps yeah. is, is the name. I kind of liken it many, many years back when Fox Network got the NFL and everyone yeah. thought that Bart Simpson was going to be calling yeah. NFL games, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and Al Bundy would be doing the halftime show. Um, and it didn't work out that way. They've done a great job with the NFL. Well, I what kind of that as no.
2: this too. And look who they brought in right away. What did Madden. Fox they? Madden and Summerall. That's right. That's right. And yeah. that's what. And and look what. And yep. we'll get on. And we should probably talk about John Madden. We um, will. We're going to talk okay. at length about Madden. But sure. yeah. But Ruben bought tops. The employees are there. He's going to do his own. You know, with his people with design. I mean, it's. I think it's going to be a good thing. But it was yep. huge for the purist. That the tops brand and the iconic, you know, things they had with Stadium Club and Chrome and Bowman Chrome and Finest, they will they will keep those alive, I'm sure. And you will And and if anything, we're gonna have more people in the business, more people in the hobby. If you can buy packs at the stadium where where fanatics things are sold and right, you know, digital and and the NFTs and stuff. I mean, and the bigger
1: this base gets, the better it is for all of us that are experts no in this industry. I think it's going to be good for the business. So, we talked a little bit about, you know, uh, before the show about COVID, and we're kind of in the middle of it again, a surge, if you will, with Omicron and that stuff. And don't want to spend a ton of time on that. But the good news is, I saw this on the uh, NSCC show uh, Instagram that VIP packages are selling quickly for the national. Sure. Uh, that's, you know, coming up this summer. Um, and, and the general admission officially went on sale last month, it's been off the charts uh com for more information it's july 27th to the 31st in atlantic city uh so we're hoping that that happens you know they're hoping that we get through this surge yeah, it's definitely going to. I mean, if it happened this past year, you got to hope it happens this year. So. Yeah. I mean,
2: look, the Omicron, it's proven. Yeah. Cases have gone up, but deaths have gone down proportionally. This is, it seems to be lightning. I'm not a doctor, but I, I mean, by the way, I You're don't know. Not.
1: I always thought you were. I, I was ready oh, to well, part, this a little bit.
2: So I think they said, you know, after 90 days to curve the the, the spread or whatever it was. Now we're yeah. on three years and it's yeah. nothing's changed. Now you need three boosters or seven boosters. And right. So right. <laughs> nobody knows exactly what's happening. I think it's we're all, true. I yeah. think we're all learning to to live with this and deal with it. And, you know, and at the end of the day, stay home. Yeah. If you, if you don't feel like coming out, stay home, but don't tell me yeah. what to do and right. wear a mask. And if you want to go out, wear a mask, do what your doctor tells you to do. And I think, look, in, in Chicago was absolutely a record, you know, right there. in one of the best attended nationals ever. Okay. Yeah. That was during a pandemic that the, the people are going to come to Atlantic city. They're going to come in. I mean, of course, unless knock on wood and I, and I pray this doesn't happen, but a worse variant, it seems like the variants are right. lessening, not yep. getting, you know, so I, I'm hoping that we should be fine. New Jersey, you know, it's a, it's a blue state. But hopefully they'll they won't have a draconian laws that keep yeah. people in, you know, it should be it should be fine. It's in the summer, it should be fine. It, let's just hope it is because it's gonna be. I mean, look, I've heard more complaints about Atlantic City as a hosting place because people don't love Atlantic City anymore, right? But I am telling you, I don't care where they put this national. Yeah, I had a good time <laughs> at the last Atlantic City National. I think it's a fine place, but a lot of I people are like, it's
1: I went to the last one, too, with Zap uh, and Ellen, and I hadn't been to Atlantic City in about 15 years. I thought it was great. It was. was So I don't know
2: what the naysayers are saying. Maybe it's just because Atlantic City is not the in thing anymore. Vegas surpassed it, you know, obviously with the casinos and stuff. But, you know, I think it's a it's a fine place and it's going to be another record for Brogy and Crew
1: yeah let's um let's get into some topics here and again you're watching the great american collectible show on the uh studio 21 podcast cafe united network just freaking google us and you will find us wherever you are radio up here in boston and online at wcap 980 we're talking with Derek grady who's kind of filling in for tom zappler this week as uh my co-host we're going to throw out a bunch of topics maybe get some lists going later on and all that but You mentioned, and I want to get to a couple of things uh, as we surge toward our first break in about 10 minutes or so. Um, You mentioned John Madden when we started talking a little bit about Fox. Um, Passed away this past week, sort of this sort of uh, tri-level legend (laughs) in football, if you will. You know, started as a coach, still has the greatest winning percentage for a coach that coached at least 100 games, uh, which is unbelievable. And when you, yeah. we'll get into it because those teams he coached in Oakland, those are hard teams to coach. There were some personalities on that team, you know, there was. For those years, and he he did great things with that. And then obviously segued into broadcasting almost accidentally. Didn't really want to do it, but tried it, and liked it. And then, of course, you know, they put his name on the video game and his voice and his persona. And that's going to be ongoing. That'll last forever. Um so I just want to get your impressions on Mad and let's talk about him a little bit and um just get your initial thoughts when you uh heard he has pay past. Yeah, I mean it it actually, you know, he's larger
2: than life, total character. you remember he did some of the commercials to some beer commercials? Where he oh yeah, the light beer, and, uh, sure. Yeah, the light beer. So, you know, Tough I didn't Acton, so, so,
1: Acton, Yeah, he was all over the place. Yeah, and yeah. so I
2: started watching football <laughs> and becoming a Uh, you know, a Dallas Cowboy religious to Dallas Cowboy fan in like 1979 Starbucks last year. And that's my idol. But so I don't remember Madden as the coach. My first introduction to John Madden would have been him ex coach crashing through the, you know, the, the, whatever it was, the poster board, whatever he crashed through to break through. And, you know, and he, you know, funny guy. And, you know, obviously the announcing career and always knew he was like the victim of the immaculate reception. (laughs) you know, know, when when that happened and, you know, in three rivers and watched him go off on the sidelines, you know, saying it was
1: flailing the arms. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, he had some great teams and like you said about the character, the characters he had, Kenny, the snake stabler, you know, Dave, the ghost Casper, Jack, the assassin Tatum, Ted Hendricks, the stork. I mean, all these guys were, you know, personnel, lots of hall of famers on those teams great teams are always seem to be in the AFC championship game or right there. You know, he did win a Bowl, and he, and he does have the highest winning percentage, which a lot of people don't know of a coach that's coached at least a hundred games or a hundred wins or something, you know, he has the highest percentage. So I'm not even sure what some people said it was the Daryl Stingley hit. Yeah. That that maybe chased him out. I don't know if it was working for Al Davis. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, but really. So I got to know Matt and, you know, more as an announcer and how he was, and he'd say what he needed to say and kind of dumb it down for us.
1: Yeah. Pretty funny yeah.
2: things. And, you know, I wasn't a big video game guy, but tons of people swore by, you know, the, the Madden brand video games. Yeah. And you hear Randy Moss talk about it. You hear a lot of those players talk about playing Madden games. So I think, you know, I heard, an, I heard, did hear a reporter say, so anyway, with his broadcasting and everything he's done as an ambassador for the sport, I mean, I definitely think, you know, it hit everybody and he should probably, they should either name the all pro team after him. Cause he had the all Madden team for tough guys, Yeah, you know, and uh, I would love to see them name something after him, whether it's the all
1: pro team or the pro bowl or, you
2: know, something.
1: I think that's a great idea. And I did see him as a coach. I mean, I'm 56. So I came into football 75, 76. So it's sort of the tail yeah. end of his coaching career as a Patriot fan. And, of course, they beat the Patriots in the 76 playoffs, the famous roughing the passer call. Um, and then the Stingley thing happened in the summer of 78. It was a preseason game. And that struck me as a 12-year-old Patriots fan seeing that. It was the first time I had seen a guy get hit. We kind of see it a little too often now. Um, but it that really was struck pre-season. me. That was, pre-season. Yeah, was a
2: preseason game. That was a nasty hit for a preseason And it was
1: said afterward that that kind of soured him a little bit on the game. I don't know if it's why he stopped coaching, but I think it played a role in it. But, you know, we look at what happened with like Antonio Brown this week, and he's known as a character. I don't know if he doesn't have character, but he's known as a character. Yeah. And you think about what Madden was able to do with those teams, Tuzak and this sister, you mentioned Stabler, a lot of other guys, take them together. And you never really heard anything like this or saw anything like that happen, you know, where the guys stormed off that's great coaching. I mean, that's great coaching. Yeah, they were great players, no doubt. But to keep that group together and keep them focused to win as many games as they did. And well, this is from hated like, the Raiders, by the way. That's awesome coaching. Sure.
2: Don't you feel like it was more of a team game? That now, I do. guys are getting their own endorsements. They're looking I for do. records. What was Brown? Brown was complaining that he wasn't getting the ball enough. Yeah. Okay. So that's what hit, then know. his spin was, his injury. But you can tell, you know, look, he wants the ball. Everybody wants the ball. And it's like, guys, it's about winning. That's right. I feel like, you know, it's a team sport. Now you got individual endorsements. You've got individual, obviously you got the contracts. They all want paid as much as possible. He needs to realize he already had three strikes. So he needs to shut up and just play um, because he's, he's melted down everywhere. And then somebody said, you know, I saw Strahan say, that's great. There's a ton of memes going around. Ha ha. It's funny. But this is a man's life. Does, you know he's, He obviously needs help. Um, he's rich, so people aren't going to feel sorry for him. He's right. had a ton of chances. Because I saw somebody say, look, sure has. you deserve a second chance. Okay, This is like the fifth one. So I don't yeah. know what NFL team would want him. Maybe a USFL team will take him. I don't know, because that's a league that's coming up, and they've got some coaches, and they got some money behind them. Who knows? But either way, somebody also said to me, what about CTE? Is he, yeah.
1: and, and I don't yeah, want to I've blame that too. I heard that too,
2: right? But we had crazy people before CTE. Yeah. We had bad apples before CTE. I don't want everything getting blamed for right. CTE yeah. because he seems to know what he's doing. He seems to play well. I think he's just a big baby when, and Brady didn't look his way enough and he decided that, okay, I'm not, you know, but that was bizarre. I've never yeah. seen anything like I, that.
1: Someone and texted that was, me and I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, did he just you know yell at someone, or was he videoing something? And I, when I saw it, I'm like, wow, that was just a complete and total meltdown.
2: And you so know? think about the guys that I've I've t- taken in their collections, the Brooks Robinsons, the Al Kay lines, the you know, Mike Ruzioni's, uh, you know, guys like that. And it's like they would never tolerate in a team sport, you know, guys <laughs> like that. I don't even know if they've ever seen anything like that. It's definitely that it's changed and those guys would not want somebody like that on the team when it's all about all about an individual. I don't even think Brady Brady doesn't make it all about himself. Yeah. And, you know, he's a, you know, my God, he's, you know, all these endorsements coming out of his own brand seven times, you know, all these Super Bowls, everything he's done. And Tom Brady still plays for the team. I don't even think he pays attention to his numbers. They always end up being really good, but is he out there trying to win the MVP? Is he trying to, I think he wants a great team. Yeah. I think he's a team and, player. And
1: that's what gets me about Brown is that um, he's got this guy in his corner. I mean, he's I got Brady in his corner. Like you he have the greatest can't. player, one of the greatest ambassadors, one of the greatest yeah. leaders of yep. all time in your corner, and you're screwing him over. You know it's what sad, I mean?
2: Because this is a We're first gonna... ballot Hall of Famer with his numbers in Pittsburgh. He was yeah. on the way to the Hall
1: of Fame. And I wanna and... I wanna I wanna pick this up later in the show because I want to segue yeah. this discussion on him to collectibles and yeah. how we talk about the speculative nature of modern card collecting, right? Yeah. And how it's so fickle and it can be fickle. But we're gonna take a break right now. You are listening and watching The Great American Collectible Show, John Mallory, Derek Grady. Scheduled to join us in the next segment, Mike Provenzao from Heritage Auction, so come on back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardcode.com or call 303-840-2784
3: for more information. Hi, everyone. I'm Rico Petroselli, and I'm very excited to talk to you about our new partner, Panini America. Panini America is the world leader in licensed sports and entertainment collectibles, and we're proud to have them as the official trading card of the Great American Collectibles Show. When it comes to modern trading cards of your favorite players, Panini America leads the way in terms of innovation, design, creativity, value, and fun. From landmark brands such as Donruss, Prism, and Contenders to high-end juggernauts like Flawless, National Treasures, and Immaculate, Panini America delivers the hottest trading cards of the biggest names in the NBA, NFL, MLB, PA, NASCAR, soccer, and college. When you want to collect the best, collect Panini America. Ask for it at your local hobby shop or at mass retailers like Target and Walmart. And you can always find Panini America online at iCollectPanini.com. Panini Panini America, who do you collect? How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game worn uniforms, gloves and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com
0: Hi this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction and Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Go with the best, go with memory lane. It's often
4: been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts
5: This is Brian Drent, President of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection
4: with record-breaking sales from everything from the White Border T206 Honus Wagner for $3.12 million to some great items that support the Jackie Robinson Foundation. Golden Auctions has set the highest standards for the finest in sports cards, autographs, and game-used memorabilia. We're always accepting consignments of high-end premium sports treasures or entire collections. Please register for our next auction and bid now at GoldenAuctions.com. That's Golden with an I. We at Golden Auctions are committed to providing unsurpassed customer service for the discriminating collector. That's exactly why we're the leader in the industry. Visit GoldenAuctions.com or call 856-767-8550. Remember, Golden Auctions, we don't just break records, we shatter them.
1: And broadcasting from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe by the United Podcast Network, this is The Great American Collectibles Show, John Mallory, along with Derek Grady filling in for Tom Zappola, who got a little bit cold, saw the snow coming, and said, i better escape to Florida as quickly as I possibly can. That's the kind of man we're talking about. I'm just yes. kidding. We miss we miss him much. We really do. Don't we, Derek? Do we? I mean, yeah. I mean, we're still talking <laughs> about him a lot. We're still talking about him. Hopefully he's watching. So
2: we'll now have eight viewers as opposed to seven. So I mean,
1: <laughs> You can watch the Great American Collectible Show and listen to us on the PSA Facebook page, our own Facebook page, iHeartRadio, Alexa, Spotify, 980 WCAP up here in the Boston area on radio and online. Uh, And go to YouTube and please click on subscribe and share with your friends. We would appreciate it. Again, John Mallory, Derek Radian joining us now also from Heritage Auctions. We're going to talk about what's going on with Heritage. You guys have a lot coming up early in 2022 and throughout the year. Mike Provenzal. Mike, thanks for joining us. Good to have you here.
6: Oh, thanks for having me. Pleasure as always.
1: And you don't mind sharing the spotlight with Derek? You're not sick of him or anything like that? Everything's cool with that?
6: I mean, I am, but probably everybody else is ready for him to take a break. It's nice to see him uh, in his natural environment, though, there. Usually I only see him in Dallas and he looks slightly professional. So this is Derek at home as is. Correct. Derek
1: at home, waiting to see where the Cowboys end up in the playoffs. Same. Which we'll talk about Same, in a man. second. Oh, you're, oh, my God. I'm surrounded by two Cowboys. Well, he lives in Dallas. Oh, so you're in Dallas. Dallas. Okay, that, all right. That's fine. That's fine.
3: <clears <clears I will <throat> say, we're along good America,
1: Americans, along with you, Derek, that Roger Starback, to me, before the whole Brady whole Brady came along, to me, he was the best quarterback who ever lived. Really? Wow. Yeah, no, I-, I thought he was the best quarterback I ever saw before Tom Brady. I really did. Yeah. 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 Taking everything into account, running, throwing, clutch, the whole bit. Yeah. I don't yeah. disagree. That's my idol. Yeah. Absolutely. And and you're right. And off the field, forget oh, about it. Talk yeah. about a great way American. better than me. Right. Way, way, way better. America yeah. I mean, there's me. a lot of space between Starback <laughs> and you. It's not like it's Starback. Oh, it's not, not even calculable. <laughs> up, no. There's
2: not. <laughs> so oh, man. What people well, guys, don't guys, realize here together. is, so I'm on the East Coast yep. covering, you know, most of the East Coast. Provenzo is in the Dallas office. He gets to see the stuff come in on a daily basis and, and be at the, you know, just chaos there and, and that organized chaos, though. It's a good thing. But as you right. walk through the building, our new basically a campus like an Amazon campus, it's a huge building. And you get to, when you walk through, you know, to the to the lunchroom or to the, you know, to the front to go meet a client, you see so many cool things and other departments bringing in stuff. So it's a really cool place to work. We're hiring, actually, so you can always look on our website for jobs posted. Um, but you know, and if you work that, in
6: the Dallas office, you don't have to work with Derek, as he stated. Oh, He's that is goes. a bonus. I think Correct. they put
1: that in the ad, don't they? Yeah, it, I think it's they the byline it. at
6: the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> work work without Derek.
1: Yeah. So absolutely. Dallas Dallas is really the hub for Heritage Auctions, then guys. That's right?
6: a, that's our world headquarters. We have offices yep. throughout the U.S. And europe and asia but dallas is where it all started when it started in the 70s and uh yeah last year we moved into a giant uh i mean it's just massive it's all one floor which is a lot better we used to be in an office building but uh it's one long hallway with all 45 of our departments so as you're walking through you see uh, amazing fantasy 15s you see decorative arts you see jewelry you see dinosaur bones all of it uh passing you by so it's like christmas morning every day
1: mike tell us a little bit derek obviously as we talked about feel free to jump in here and and all that but tell us what you do what your title is Uh, derek's on with us a lot we love it but we don't have you on a lot you've been on with us before tell us what you do at heritage and and your perspective on on the business and 2021 and now heading into 2022
6: uh, my title is production manager, which is just vague enough for them to throw anything at me <laughs> as far as responsibilities. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wear I wear a lot of hats. I deal with clients. I put together our catalogs. I do our social media and our marketing. I handle special projects uh, like the national. I put our booth together at the national every year. Yep. Um, and
1: anything else. should, I have, asked, should up, I have asked you what you don't do? Yeah, that is would that be a shorter
2: question?
6: list. Yeah.
2: Um, i don't think he writes lots i don't think he does descriptions
6: Or i do a few descriptions i do the descriptions oh, for, for NFTs. uh nfts, for NFTs.
2: our <laughs> nft head of consignments for nfts yeah, no yeah, question. If,
6: if you're in the digital space you probably already talked to me yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah I, i've worked at heritage for 15 years now i just passed my 15 year uh wow. anniversary so uh i've you know, it just keeps piling on. Anyone that's worked how'd someplace you, how'd that How'd you long.
1: get here, Mike? What's your background? Uh,
6: I went to the University of Texas. I studied yep. history, U.S. history. And uh, I grew up in Dallas. So I came back here, was looking for a job and just kind of applied out of nowhere. I thought I'd end up working in the history department, uh, but they had <laughs> a spot in sports. And I was a huge sports fan. I uh, had collected, so... I was excited, jumped in, and uh, you know, back then our sports department was about eight people. We had about four racks of material, and now we have, uh, you know, we sell over sixty thousand items a year. We did over two hundred million. So uh, I came in at a good time. I'll say that I really got to see it grow along with the industry itself.
1: So it's interesting because you're a history guy and you're a sports fan. I mean, this is like Nirvana. This is like the ultimate because of what we deal with on this show we're collecting this history it's sports history and it's also it's american history too yeah i mean the history we, of sports especially sports like baseball that like go way back it's american history
6: too and we've been lucky at heritage we've gotten to see some items that you know should be in the smithsonian yeah. uh, that we were happy to represent and put them into personal collections uh, jackie robinson's uh 1947 game worn rookie jersey Uh, I was lucky enough to pick that up. That's the coolest item I've ever seen. Uh, And like you said, that's a piece of American history. That's museum quality right there. Uh, So I love that aspect of it. I was always a big sports fan and uh, dove deep into American history. And it's just kind of the two coming together. Let's talk a little bit about both you
1: guys, but what's coming up. You have your winter sports auction coming up, end of the month. Give us the facts on that, what people can look forward to.
6: There's over two thousand lots in there. Whatever it's all cards. So cards are singles, sets, wax, all vintage, all age, all sports, non sports as well. We've got some great non sports stuff in there. Yeah. Um. So a little bit of everything in all price levels. Uh. You know. Of course, we have seven and six figure items, but we also have items. You know that are going to sell for a few hundred dollars, a few thousand dollars. So whatever you're looking for, um, some I of really- the highlights. Some yeah. of the
2: highlights we have the number one 14 cracker jack set in the world, and the 14 yes. cracker jacks are yeah. tougher than the 15s, and it's just they're gonna be record shattered all over. And the, if I'm not know. mistaken,
1: people can go to ha.com right now and check out the lots, correct? Oh, the
2: lot the auction is live, yeah. ready for yeah. bidding. It ends uh you three know weeks. one night three weeks. So and, yeah. and the bidding is off and running. There's a Lasiaway and a mint nine PSA, there's a fifty one yeah. Mantle 8. You know, all, you know, again, the rookies, there's mo- great modern cards with Brady stuff. It's, it's a little bit of everything like we try and do. I've always tried to build a catalog, you know, with my team having some 19th century, the whole way up to the modern. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the moderns obviously taken off and we've adapted to that and we're getting in more and more modern. We just took in, this will be in our platinum night sale. And I'll let Pro tell you some of the highlights of our February platinum night sale that we're still building right now. Um, last minute consignments are coming in we just took in a half million dollar modern collection that we just sent out for grading mostly PSA you know and uh, just took that in with some really you know low numbered cards rare stuff that a guy had bought as an investment long time ago well 20 years ago or you know whatever 10 15 years ago that's a long and, time uh, ago yeah it's a long time ago now and yeah. you know. just we're gonna wait on some grades there, but a lot of that stuff's gonna be in our platinum. Night. And it was all modern, half a million dollars worth of modern cards. It's interesting, you know, ten or twenty screw downs, and you take them out of the street, There's the cards, you know. Yeah. It's it's really it doesn't have to be a fifty two manual anymore or right. a Wagner card right. to get to a half a million real quick. Was so the that, um,
1: were, were all these Jack cards from one collection, or is this from different sources? Well, it's no, it's a PSA
2: set. So, the, so what happened was gotcha. somebody built gotcha. the set. Yeah. Okay, and and really, you know, obviously, a, you know, a wealthy person because you're buying six figure cards to build the best set, yeah. And uh, and we're offering it a card at a time, I believe, right, Mike? It's all yeah. One so time. it's a
6: it's a set break, um, and most of them are the highest graded or none higher. Um, I mean, the Cobb is in an eight. That's one of the most beautiful cards I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, um, it's a fantastic collection and really hard to put together. So, good chance for anybody that collects that to upgrade their collection. Uh, however, nice your set is, there's definitely some that you can uh, push your way up the uh, registry yourself.
1: I mean, it's a great thing because I looked at them. There's some big names in there: Sam Crawford, Connie Mack, Eddie Collins, Homerun Baker, Tinkers in there. But if you make if you're building a collection, much like Zap did back in the day with his his T two hundred six, you can. You can put some holes there. You can fill your collection with this.
6: Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. got all 144 cards. So, yep. uh, and they are all in fantastic condition, right at the top of the pop for nearly all of them. So, uh, great way to push your way up the registry if that's what you're into.
1: What are the other wow items in this auction, Derek?
2: Um, so let's go. You know, just the uh, as we talked about some of the Mantles, the Lajoué, some yep. of the sets. But let's let's check. Talk about our February Platinum Night yes, auction. Sure. which Is honestly one of the so after the January auction, we'll be launching the February auction. We try and keep Provenzale busy, so we just keep adding auctions. It's working. It's good. Make sure it's he's good. working. Well, I mean, so he does everything. So he seems to. Is what that's yeah. right. But um,
5: <laughs> so he'll
2: you know this auction will get put to bed, and we'll have a um a, you know five, six hundred, seven hundred different winners, and thousands of lots being shipped. And here comes the February Platinum Night auction ready to launch. And I'll let Pro. Discuss some of the highlights I haven't been yeah tell us
6: about it
1: Mike for sure
6: uh leading it off we have an incredible Jackie Robinson collection uh from a single collector who spent a lot of time putting together some really unique Jackie Robinson items and the big piece there is his 1946 baseball questionnaire which he filled out uh right when he joined the Dodgers organization and there's some incredible content in there including uh when it asks the question, what's your ambition in baseball? It says to open the door for others. You know, here's a 26 year old guy thinking about uh, what he's about to do, what he's about to accomplish and his thoughts on it is how it's going to help others. So, so that's is incredible. What, like,
1: what, is this, was this the Dodgers? Like yeah, what Branch Rickey gave him to fill up? It's, when
6: he joined the Dodgers organization in 46, yeah. right before he went to uh, go play triple A ball in Montreal So it's, you know, one of the first documents he filled out and, uh, you know, it's a personal questionnaire about him. So it has really great content from uh, an American icon, like we talked about Um, other great items. We have some 86 uh, Michael Jordan game worn Air Jordan ones, which is very exciting. You know, those have become a piece of American history as well, especially the ones that were worn by uh, his airness. 1968 Mickey Mantle game worn jersey. Um, from his final season, last Jersey, um, uh,
1: yeah, last year, right. Yeah.
6: Last home run was hitting it. Uh, so great piece of history there. Um, I saw yesterday we have an 1898 basketball trophy. It's the first, uh, professional trophy awarded for basketball for, um, it's really incredible piece. I've never seen anything like it, a true one of one. Uh, over a hundred years old, representing uh, the basketball champions. So uh cool piece. And we've had some amazing cards that are coming in for that as well. Um, so the platinum auction is always exciting. There's a little bit of everything. Uh, we even have a historical item in there I saw yesterday, which is uh, Jack Ruby's uh, thumbprints after he was arrested. The sheet wow. where they printed uh, <laughs> Jack Ruby when he was arrested after killing Oswald. Um,
1: oh. oh, we have an
2: yeah. Amelia Earhart photo matched uh, pilot cap or whatever. Yeah. No
1: kidding.
2: What they they yeah. No, we the last crazy
6: the things. last cap she wore before her final voyage, which of course uh, she never came back. Um, She's so still yeah.
5: alive. Bro? I, I, you <laughs> know,
6: I don't think so. Okay, yeah, <laughs> she'd be dead by now. It. I, I've got some theories. I'll share with you after this <laughs> okay. about where she is right now. Um, okay. but, but you know, that's the fun thing about working at Heritage is you see these amazing items, stuff I could never afford. Um, But, you know, we also have a few things people like me can't afford. So it's the yin and the yang. And uh, it's just a lot of fun.
1: Have you guys seen an uptick just doing the show? I think our guests have mentioned it more. We've asked more questions. An uptick in the interest in Robinson memorabilia, Jackie Robinson, over the last year or so. I've seen that. Oh, my God. He's always
6: been so popular. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as the industry's grown in the last two years, there's a lot of new people coming in. Yeah. And, um, you know. Both people who were just jumping in or people jumping back in and Jackie Robinson's one of those iconic names where whether you're coming in to invest, you know, that's a great investment, you know, he's like gold, or if you're just coming in because you want to collect and you are interested in it and you like the sport or history. Jackie yep. Robinson's a great fit there as well. Uh, incredible player and incredible person. So definitely, you know, the high end stuff has gone up, but also you've seen an uptick on the uh, the lower and mid range stuff just because there's more bidders. And uh, he's one of the most desirable athletes in the hobby.
1: What are the dates and the, the facts on the February, um, the winter
6: platinum auction, guys? So we're taking in consignments for a few more days. Uh, You can reach us at ha.com if you have something you'd like to be in the highlight event of the industry. And uh, it's going to launch February 1st, and it closes the last weekend of February.
1: While I have you both here, I want you both to do this. We'll start with you, Derek. Uh, Reflect a little bit on 2021 and even 2020, which I know was a crazy year in life and in the hobby. And give me a little bit of a look ahead. To this year what do you see in the business what do you see in the hobby and you can also you know you can relate it to heritage as well I mean unprecedented growth whether
2: it's at heritage or throughout the industry um the value I mean the stuff that used to be considered you know in your bait you know junk stuff there's a junk wax there's no longer junk wax anymore some yeah. of the cards that used to be low you know fives and four you know, just on Clemente rookies or Aaron rookies or Maze rookies everything has shot up multiples like Provenzo, when we talked about Jackie Robbins and Jackie Robinson cards oddball at Jackie Robinson cards any Jackie Robinson cards a one a rookie 49 Bowman in a one is over a 1000 bucks now with a hole in it i yeah. mean you just people want a piece of anything we've we have an unprecedented number of new people when i do shows i am telling you for 10 years you'd do shows and you'd see the same people with an occasional new person here and there. Now you don't recognize, now you can't, you used to be able to look down the aisles and see the whole way down. Now at the last Philly show, it was packed the whole way through Sunday. Um, The last Long Island show I did Mm -hmm. where it was a graveyard on Sunday, it ended up being again we stayed till the last minute people were still giving us stuff on consignment people were buying stuff so there's more women there's more minorities there's more children there's more the hobby is expanded to include all and it's awesome to see and i think that's going to continue because people find it enjoyable i was telling somebody the other day i think we finally are the cool kids i think comic con (laughs)
6: yeah not me
2: but right. Comic-Con has done something in comics. They have done something where Comic-Con has been a, it's almost like some insane festival that everybody wants to go to or see what's going on. And people get dressed up for it. We've been hearing about how great Comic-Con was. And I hear show promoters say, how do we do that? How do we make it like Comic-Con? Why are we not growing like that? A pandemic happened. I have no idea what transpired that people then decided. And Comic Con's still amazing, and comics have shot up too. But yeah, we're yeah. starting to get more and more people. We don't have people dressed up in costumes yet at sports shows. But that would Although be. Although, Derek, maybe.
6: maybe if you dressed up, that would help us. That get would to that start. It. I would like to because see that. That would start, <laughs> I think. If I
2: wore a costume, or maybe Zappola wore a costume because he really needs <laughs> to cover up his
6: look.
0: Okay,
2: you could, you know, maybe a George Washington or Ben Franklin or something. He kind of looks like that anyway. Um, he's
6: a good match for Franklin, ben I think. Franklin, That's yeah, a good yeah, yeah, ben Franklin, yeah. He'd be good. Yeah. yeah. So he he's has got the
2: old perfect hairline for it. So. He does. He does. <laughs> should you know, he's funny. going on 80. Um, so, <laughs> no, I, I think we're we're headed in the right direction. Now, look, Fanatics just got into the, the business yep. very aggressively with buying, getting the license, they're going to bring more people in. I really think there's, you know, again, not just the short-term investor that's going to lose their shorts at some point because right. they will get, you know, you, not everything goes up forever. You know, they will, those people could come and go, but that's always yeah. happened. But I, I see so many more collectors, so many new people buying stuff. Pro, Pro would be able to tell you how many new people we sign up every auction. Um, people crossing over from coins and comics to buying sports stuff. Sure, it, It's really cool. So I think the the outlook is very good. I'm not I'm saying that based on fact, just not like because I'm in the business and I want it to be good. It's yeah. gonna be I think the national and all the shows are gonna be still really good. And and it's you know, our business, we keep adding auctions and and adding employees to to staff up to handle it. You Mike, know Mike, give us your thoughts.
6: Uh I would echo what Derek said. 2021 was a great year. It was great to get yep. back out to shows and yep. see people. Um, and I spent a lot of time talking to new clients, uh, both people just coming in for us. And then from other 45 departments, we had a lot of people that were comics collectors, jewelry collectors, history collectors who wanted sure. to get involved in sports. Yeah, uh, And we do a lot of cross-marketing with those collectors. We have the biggest collectors in every venue in our um, mailing list. And a lot of them wanted to talk about how they collect sports. So. And I like to talk to them about whatever they're into and uh, learn a bit, a little bit about another venue. And um, you know, the international clients that's been, it was a huge thing for us this year as well. Uh, people all over the world have started getting into sports collecting in a serious way. Uh, people with some serious money who see it as a real investment. Uh, we spend a lot of time cultivating those global relationships. Uh, so that's been very interesting getting to meet new people that way for 2022. Uh, I think it's going to increase. Uh, we, The base of people in the industry has grown. Uh, there's some great products coming out on the modern side that are keeping people interested. And I think people are only going to increase their interest in the vintage stuff. Um, and we're just lucky we're in a position to uh, give them the most information as possible so they can make educated decisions.
1: Do you guys plan out? Um, I know you have the obviously the January and February stuff coming up. How far ahead do you plan out? auctions and things like that before we go to break
6: the full well, year we have
1: the full, full year, year so planned, really? yeah. okay you do okay but we always add. Add
6: we because add, yeah. uh, we have a lot of one-off collectors who want to sell a set or their whole collection and we can give them, they can have their own catalog and yeah. their own auctions. So we add those throughout the year, but our main catalogs are two platinum auctions, which are in the winter and the summer, Our two huge catalogs, which are in May and November. And then our card auctions, which are in January and uh, July are always set. And then uh, we just add to it.
1: Mike, we want to thank you for joining us. Mike provenzo from Heritage Auctions. All the stuff we talked, we'll about, go to HA.com. All the info is there. It's a tremendous website, sports, non-sports, coins, the whole bit. Uh, Derek's going to hang in with us for our final segment. We're going to throw around some sports stuff. We're going to take a little break right here on Great American Collectibles Show and be right back. Bye, Pro.
6: Bye, guys. Bye. Pleasure.
1: Bye, Mike.
7: If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The Hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. Panini
1: America is the world leader in licensed sports and entertainment collectibles, and we are proud to have them as the official trading card company of the Great American Collectibles Show. Panini leads the way in innovation and design with great brands like Donruss, Prism, Contenders, Flawless, National Treasures, and Immaculate. Partnering with the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball Players Association, NASCAR, FIFA, and college, Panini is certainly at the head of the hobby. You can find Panini products in major retailers like Walmart and Target or online at iCollectPaniniAmerica.com. That's Panini America. Who do you collect?
0: Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction and Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877-606-5263, that's 877-606-LANE, or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Go with the best, go with Memory Lane. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and
7: operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavali and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality and premier customer service their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan pristine also works for hope sports and identity hoops international traveling to mexico to build houses for the less fortunate pristine auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day for more information go to pristineauction.com that's pristine auction the best in the
5: business This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to CollectInsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection.
6: Let's go! Batter
5: up! Hi
3: everyone, this is Rico Petroselli. JustCollect.com. A leader in the vintage sports card industry is giving free appraisals on your vintage cards. They'll evaluate your collection for free and let you know the value of it at no cost and no obligation. If you're ready to sell, JustCollect.com will offer you industry-leading prices to buy your card collection. To begin your free baseball card appraisal, visit JustCollect.com or call them at 732-828-2261. That's JustCollect.com for your free vintage card appraisals and top buy prices for your cards. Check out JustCollect.com today. Sarah found out camping... What was that? Wasn't her thing. So she eBayed forward her tent to Tom, who just had to get out of his house. But Tom needed road trip money, so he eBayed the crockpot he never used. To Steve, who wanted to turn the heat up on date night. But Steve needed counter space, so he sold his decanter... Thought it was a vase. To Sarah, who'd found a new outdoor
1: hobby.
6: Red, ebay sell
0: something and make room for something new
1: and that's right ebay is the place to go derek for all of your memorabilia sports or non-sports cards autographs and much more whether it's a gift for that special someone or you just want to add to your collection ebay's huge marketplace should be your first stop and if you sell now's the time to flip those cards and get some extra cash i shop on ebay all the time that's ebay connecting buyers and sellers Oh, listen, I'm going to throw it a little trivia question here. I didn't want to do it earlier in the show because I want to people. I want to give people less time to cheat and look it up on the internet. But we talked about John Madden earlier, and Zap will be monitoring the show as this airs on Wednesday. Oh, so great! He'll, he'll take care of with the prize. I don't know what the prize is. Probably uh, it's going to be
2: it's going to be worse than ever. I'm sure it's going to
1: be a terrible prize. But anyway, or terrible. Uh, we talked about John Madden. His Raiders in the 1976 season went 13 and one. They only lost one game that whole year, regular season. And, of course, they won in the playoffs, winning the Super Bowl. Who was the only team to beat the Raiders in 1976? That's the question. It's an easy one. If you know it off the top of your head, I'll be impressed. You can look it up. But I, the, only oh, team to beat oh. the, the only team to beat the Oakland Raiders in the 1976 season.
2: I'm going to say the Patriots just because you're a
1: homer. Am I wrong? All right, so you just gave away the answer. So oh. now people can't chime in. Well you'd ask me the question when was I supposed to do you know, it. It's for the people watching. Oh, so I'm, I, gonna add, no, I'm gonna add, sorry, I'm gonna add a part two. I'm gonna add a part two. Okay? okay. In the playoffs, I mentioned it earlier. In the playoffs, the Raiders played the Patriots and they beat them on a horrible roughing the passer call near the end of the game. What was the name of the official that called Roughing the Passer on the Patriots? Boston fans will know this. It's like he's one of those guys like Bucky Dead. I'm oh, gonna throw really? up the name okay. of the referee. Wow called Roughing the Passer, basically handing the playoff game to the Raiders in the nineteen seventy-six playoffs. All right. Since Derek wrecked the first uh, I thought you were asking me the question and I to,
5: <laughs> anyway, it's <that's> all right.
1: <laughs> we guess. are on the great American <laughs> this is the great, it took me this long to insult you. That's pretty good. Don't you think? It did. Yeah. That's
2: that's a record. That's a re- well, zap is in the first
1: minute of the show usually. So yeah, Dave, we've done a time. Just, Dave just texted me. He, he thought it would, might be Tom Zappala was the name of the ref that called roughing the passer. He would do uh, some are... <laughs>
2: boner thing for sure. He would have done, he would have been involved in some, you know, the, um, the, what was the Mookie? Was Bill Buckner. That, that would have been zap.
1: And, you know, some Listen. Let's thing. um. I want to do two things in the time we have left. One, okay. you don't have to give me five or six, whatever. But I talk about Jackie Robinson, popularity of Robinson. We know the the regulars, the Mantles, the Roots. You know, guys like that. Is there a a modern or vintage player or card or item that you think might score higher? Twenty twenty two, maybe than in the past interest. We threw this question to Joe yeah. Thomas Sewell last week on the show. Your thoughts on maybe some player that might emerge this year?
2: Um, you know, I don't want to go. The modern guys, still anything can happen. And I think so many of those True. modern guys like Mike Trout are overpriced. <clears throat> but yeah, you I, know, I still believe, and and again, I have him as my second greatest player of all time, is Willie Mays. And I think compared to Mantle, compared to I, Willie Mays, and he's getting up there in years, and he was supposed to die for several years now. And I don't think people are going to truly appreciate him. I mean, look, a lot of people appreciate him, but where he, he still has room to grow. His stuff should be as higher more than mantle. I yeah. think he's is still undervalued the whole way across the board. And I mean, he was just an incredible fielder, hitter, everything, speed, could do everything. You know, and I think he's undervalued, you know, and then people will you know there's there's lots of other Hall of famers that um the Hall of Fame rookie cards of some of the guys you know hey, we mentioned Brooks Robinson. You know, how about the greatest third baseman defensively anyway? And I, maybe Schmidt was the greatest offensive one, but some of these yeah. hundred year guys that are on yeah. the hundredth anniversary team, right. Right. Ted Williams is probably undervalued. One of the greatest hitters of all time. He's still undervalued, believe it or not, especially where this modern stuff is. How about if you look at goats, Johnny bench was the greatest catcher of all time is yeah. his stuff high enough for being the greatest catcher of all time. Yeah. I think you can find, Look what just happened with, uh, I guarantee you, without even looking, Jim Cott's cards went up, Gil Hodge's cards went up, people that should be, Minoso, people that should be in the Hall of Fame that finally get in, or you could argue who well, they are in, whether you believe they should be or not. I believe yeah. Thurman Munson, it's a tragedy that Thurman Munson, for a decade, was one of the best catchers, won an MVP, a rookie of the year, a couple championships, was captain of the Yankees, yeah. and... Other than Bench, him and Bench were the catchers, Fisk, Bench, Munson. I mean, how was Munson? He dies in a plane crash. How was he not in? He had a 10-year career. I I asked Hal Steinbrenner that question. He didn't have an answer. He thought maybe it's a Yankee. You know, there's so many Yankees in. But that's in the 70s. I don't know. He was the captain of the Yankees. Championships, MVP, Rookie of the Year, gold gloves. What did he
5: do? I
1: think one of the things with that is that you talk about the Yankee thing. That was such a quick, you know, 77-78, they won, those yep. Yankee teams, right? So you're in between the the Mantles, you know, back in the 60s, and they had some down years, and then you're a few years away from the re-emergence after Steinberg yep. the way. It gets lost. Here. So to I think you point, get, lost lost. get lost on the shuffle there, you know? I think you do. But if you but can protect – There were some, yeah. some great Celtics teams in the mid-70s, and I think they got lost. They did. The, the the then the they did the Russells of the sixties hundred percent they did.
2: That's a great point because
1: yeah. I I
2: forget kind of about those guys. Jojo in, White, Dave yes. Cowan's
1: that team. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And they ended up in the Jojo White ended up in the Hall of Fame. He should yeah. have been sooner, but he yeah. didn't get in as early as he normally should have. Yeah. So I mean, if you can think about guys that are gonna get into the Hall of Fame before they do, yeah. um, because everybody was saying that Gil Hodges should be in. A lot of people yeah. thought that Jim Cott should be in. Well, they eventually got in, and now their stuff is going up because of that.
1: Yeah. We have a couple minutes left, Derek, and I think those are some great names. Um, One guy I always think about when we do these shows is Pete Rose. And I know he has the gambling thing, and I know he's not getting in the Hall of Fame, and I think the steroid guys have a better chance to get into the Hall of Fame than Pete Rose does. Where is his – and I know that he's Pete. Pete just puts himself out there. He's always hawking something. He doesn't probably help his cause. He doesn't Where, up his where are his collectibles right now, Derek? You
2: know, people still love his stuff. I mean, I have a Rose bat, a Rose jersey. Of course, I'm going to have it. I have a signed rookie card. You know, yeah. again, he's infamous, um, and he should be in the Hall of Fame based on his numbers. Uh, let's just say that. Okay, Joe yeah. Jackson should be in the Hall of Fame. Rose has just been a jackass, for lack of better. Yes, yes, because he'll sign anything. I broke up the Beatles. I shot yep. JFK. Um, you know, I should. You know, I was the first one to outer space. He'll write anything you want on a baseball. I don't know if he's still doing, I mean, I just saw him at the Philly show. He's signing. He's like 80 now, you know, yeah. but he's still out there. I he know. doesn't go away, but he's, you know, his flannel jerseys, his rookie card. I see people paying, you know, paying over 80, grand for a right. rookie card on a nine, still a, still very collectible. It's just kind of, he's kind of nauseating to me at this point. Yeah. Cause he's yeah. just the way he is. Um, but, uh, you know, I do think another great value is if you believe this is going to happen in front of our eyes, when bonds gets in, when Clemens gets in those Fleer update Clemens cards, those rookie cards on Clemens, the game worn stuff, all that stuff yeah. will go up Which and he is getting, he was one of the greatest pitchers to ever play. Clemens is getting in bonds is getting in at some point. I don't yeah. know when, but when they do. Their their stuff is going to go up. So if you think it's going to happen, you should be buying some of their stuff. And it's not that expensive, to be
1: quite yeah. honest. Derek, this has been great, man. It was so great to have you on. Oh, we've great had man. fun. Yeah, no doubt, Okay, good. No doubt. Uh Derek. We'll do Rady, Heritage auctions. Yeah, absolutely, man. Sam, no zap know, and it worked. <clears throat> Listen, he's stunning himself. We we just we just keep going. We do the show. Right. Well, hopefully
2: he's not topless. Hopefully he he has clothes on. So he's not horrifying the people at the beach or never know
1: for that matter. But anyway, (laughs) Derek, Brady, Heritage Auctions, Mike Provenzal from Heritage. Thanks for joining us, Derek. You feel it anytime, my man. It was great. This is the Great American Collectible Show. Once again, just remember Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, part of the United Podcast Network. You can find us on PSA Facebook, our own Facebook page, iHeartRadio, Alexa, Spotify. Go to YouTube, subscribe, like us. We need to be liked. We really do. We do. John Mallory, (laughs) Derek Grady, so long, and we'll see you next week. See you, guys.